Hey, this is Kat Kahn from Knoxville, Tennessee. And Tanya Rice from Minneapolis, Minnesota. We are grateful you've joined us. And we cannot wait to share with you the musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learn, laugh, and enjoy. And we hope you will share with us any of your comments or questions. Without further ado, this is Two Pittas on a Pod. Hey, Kat. Hey, Tanya. Welcome to the first part of our chakra series. We're talking about how to work through imbalances in your chakras. Mm -hmm. Chakras, but in the form of when they're not working well. Mm-hmm. When they're not just balance. the basic intro or discussion, because we've kind of already done that. But now we're talking about what do you do when they aren't balanced? Right. And I think people are so intrigued by that. You I know, I have so. a lot of time. Anytime I talk about chakras, people always want to know, well, how do I know if my chakra is out of balance? How do I know which chakra is out of balance? What do I do if it's out of balance? Right. And so I think it's it's probably important for us for us to quickly revisit what a chakra is. So, you know, the Sanskrit definition of a chakra is sort of that like wheel of energy, that energetic movement. And mm-hmm. for those people who aren't like super chakra aware, there are seven that we typically talk about that line from the base of the spine to the crown of the head. There are others. But typically when people are talking about their chakras that are out of alignment based on physical imbalances or mental or spiritual imbalances. It's the seven that reside along mm-hmm. the spinal column. And I think it's also important for us because you and I keep saying imbalanced. Well, like you said, how does a person know like what that is? Mm-hmm. I think it's also important for us to explain that a chakra can be in motion and working well, or a chakra can be slowed down or very dull or very, very slow, stagnant, slow functioning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or it can be the reverse. It can be overworking and overactive, sort of the hyper side of that. Mm-hmm. I think it's also worth mentioning that people will use the term blocked. Oh, my chakra's blocked. And I think it's important for us to mention that a blocked chakra is actually probably not accurately stated. It Mm -hmm. may be very underactive or very slow moving, but blocked or completely stopped is probably life-threatening. So unless you have an actual life-threatening ailment, it's probably not blocked. It's probably very slow functioning or very hyperactive, but Mm -hmm. blocked Blocked would be clinical. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So think about it as an imbalance. An imbalance. Mm -hmm. And maybe get real in touch with defining whether it's imbalanced on the high side or imbalanced on the low side. I think most people always think about it being on the low side. And don't don't even recognize when it's Mm -hmm. overactive. Yeah. And I would bet you and I with our little pit of selves, I bet a lot of times we've got a lot of overactive chakras. Usually over. Yes, 100%. (laughs) Usually overactive yeah yeah and then we're like oh well mine's not working oh yeah it's working it's It's drowning out all the other ones around it (laughs) (laughs) it's on overdrive so well are we gonna start with the root chakra and we'll just talk about them i think before we maybe get into each of them okay is really kind of referencing like you know what's needed to fix it like what we're gonna go when we go down each of them but also to know and understand when where how 
like with each of them going through the questions of the relationship because a lot of times we're like oh well I don't have time to go on the computer and do a chakra test right now to determine right we have to be able to know enough about them to be able to be like oh okay yeah this is totally on the shallow side I need to do this right Mm -hmm. because we get into them we need to be able to give like descriptors of when it's low or when it's high so that people can start to recognize oh it's out of balance on the low side or out of balance on the high side you're really thinking right now what are you thinking well I was just wondering if there is an online chakra assessment quiz and there is there's a thousand of them yeah I've never looked at that really and some are much better than others but yeah who knew I have never thought about checking out a quiz so I was just typing away Hmm. and there's a ton of them yeah so let's get started let's talk about chakra one mm-hmm. some of the signs when your root chakra is out of balance may be that you have problems with your legs your feet even the rectum your tailbone your immune system you may have issues with your reproductive parts um, when it comes to a male even their prostate glands degenerative arthritis knee pain sciatica eating disorders constipation you might even feel stress about money and financial security or security as a whole right And so when we're talking about that low versus high, we'll give the example of you brought up like we'll say bathroom issues, right? Mm -hmm. So a person who is slow moving, aka constipated, that is underactive. A Mm -hmm. person who is the reverse, who's going to the bathroom every five minutes, that would be overactive. So that's kind of a very quick way to assess, oh, okay, if I'm feeling slow motion or stuck or lethargic, that's on the low side. If I'm feeling like super stressed and super angry, mm-hmm. whoa, 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 and you right? Like that, yeah. that's the overactive side, mm-hmm. right? So when right. you think about like emotion or stress for money, if you're like, I'm not going to spend any of this, like that's mm-hmm. underactive right. versus if if you're out there shopping and now you're like, oh my gosh, how am I going to pay all these bills? I overspend. <laughs> like that's overactive, right? Yeah. So you can see the two sort of different mm-hmm. sentiments. Yeah, absolutely. You know, one thing about the root chakra, it, because it is at the bot- at the base of our spine, oftentimes if you have an imbalance in your root chakra, everything else is out of whack too. A hundred percent because that's where uh, literally we are rooted. And mm-hmm. if the roots of your tree are weak, so also will be the trunk in the branch. Yeah. Yeah. So don't go try to work on your third eye chakra if you hadn't straightened out your root chakra. <laughs> you can try, but it probably won't work very well. And it might be very temporary. You might be able to fix it for a day and then it just goes yeah. back to the way it was. Oh. I think the next thing to mention, like as we start to now talk about how we can fix them, mm-hmm. is to think about it in levels. So we can fix a chakra at four levels. We can fix the chakra at the Ayurveda level, which is the most basic level with food, mm-hmm. with tea, with the things that are literally around us, right? The physical. Mm -hmm. We can 
well, I should say the basic cellular level, right? By feeding our cells. We can fix our chakra at the second level. So think layers of the onion, the second level on the physical level by doing yoga. Mm -hmm. We can choose postures that are going to help us physically. We can also help on the third level, which is more the mental, the we're going to say pranic level. So we're going to work on pranayama or we're going to work on meditation. And then at the highest level, the more spiritual level would be we could seek out energy medicine, we could do Reiki on ourselves. right now we're at that highest level. So you also need to be able to determine if it's off, is it off at the physical level? Is it mm-hmm. off at the cellular level? Where is it off? Right? Right. Yep, okay, so exactly. let's continue down the chakra one path. What can we do? Well, some things that can help is wearing the color red, visualizing the color red in a meditation, picturing the red light, you know, extending down your legs, through your feet, down into the earth. So that's one thing that I think is very helpful to do. And I use that a lot, just a rooted, grounded meditation. Dance, move. You mentioned moving your body in yoga, um, but dance, you know, because dance is so freeing. And it's one of the best ways to balance that chakra is just putting on music and dancing and singing and it actually kind of is a little bonus for the throat chakra because it cleanses that as well if you start singing really loud. Yeah, 100%. Uh-huh. So if you think about it too from the standpoint of, okay, if it's not functioning well, then I need to do the things that are going to activate it. Mm-hmm. And if it's overactive, then I need to do the things that are going to squelch or calm it. So when you're also thinking about where is the imbalance, like if you're stuck in your first chakra, then eating more root vegetables isn't going to help you. Mm -hmm. But if you're like super frazzled and freaking out, then eating root vegetables is going to ground you and calm you. Mm -hmm. So you can see that you have to be a little bit careful about what you choose by saying, do I need more of this or do I need less of this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, very true. And I'm, I don't guess I've ever really thought about it that way. You know, a lot of times when it comes to the food aspect, because I don't get into all of the Ayurveda as much as you do, but I usually think eat red food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, but if, yeah. if you think about it, if your root chakra is out of whack on yeah. the high side and you yeah. just keep eating more red, yeah, it's actually, going, it. it's yeah, actually going to it. make it worse. So you need yeah. to be really careful. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You, how you maneuver and treat the chakras. I like that. Well, you mentioned getting on the yoga mat. What is your favorite um, grounding pose? Forward fold. Is it really? 100%. Wow. And I would say standing forward fold so that your hands are resting on the ground. Mm-hmm. So that both wow. your feet and your hands are resting on the ground. Wow, that's awesome. My favorite is tree pose, just because I like to picture rooting. I love that. You know, I like that one. And it also helps ground me in my creativity, too, because I can feel more creative in tree pose and holding that. You know, another nice thing you can do um, to help an imbalance is take a shower. It's a great, great, great root chakra, chakra cleanser. Ayurveda you know? would tell you that it should be cool water. Oh, see, I wouldn't like that. Oh, heck no. <laughs> Let oh, I the want water it roll down you, right? Yeah, like she's like, I don't care if it's imbalanced. I want hot water. <laughs> I want hot, 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 hot. No, let the, <laughs> let the cold water roll down you like a natural waterfall. Yeah, no, I think that's awesome. And if you have a rainfall shower, 
bed, that's even better. Even better, folks. Even better. Even better. Um, something else you can do is go on a walk. I mean, literally get out in nature, get out in the earth. While you're out there, then do a couple of forward folds, touch some ground, touch some rocks, feel grounded, um, and just try to reconnect with the earth again. And that, I think, probably would go for, you know, too, too much or too low. Just being out in nature is going to help center you and balance you. I do have something that I have to share with our readers. Um, one, another one I have is to go get a pedicure. And I had to throw this one in because I, before I got my mammogram in November, I had you do a Reiki session on me. And you told me when we were done to go do a grounding, a grounding meditation. So I did, but it was really interesting. I just became obsessed with getting a friggin' pedicure. And I haven't, I've only had one pedicure since COVID because I've been like, eh, I hate sitting there anyway, just not. Eh. So, but I started getting obsessed with getting a pedicure. And, but it makes sense because our feet are connected to the earth. And I never really put together how grounded I feel after a pedicure. But yeah, so it's pretty, pretty cool. This is why we end all of our days in Ayurveda by putting oil on our feet before we go to bed. I love that. Mm-hmm. Well, but see, then you can't get up and go prancing down and go to the bathroom 12 times at night because <laughs> you get oil all over your floor. <laughs> no, it's, it's funny because I do always want to put oil or lotion on my feet, but I'm like, oh, heck no, I'm going to have to go to the bathroom at 2.30. <laughs> It'll long be worn off by then. I can promise you I have been oiling and lotioning my feet for many years and I do not leave footprints in my house. <laughs> You too will be fine. I know. You know, we got to light, got to keep the mood light on this podcast, Tanya. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe we should move on to the second chakra. Okay. All right. All right. The sacral chakra. Some of the signs when this one is out of balance include sexual and reproductive health issues, urinary problems, kidney dysfunctions, hip, pelvic, and low back pain, inability to express um, emotion or desire, maybe even a constant fear of betrayal. If it is balanced, though, a lot of times you'll feel empowered to take creative risk, to embrace your sexuality and be outgoing. I love that. So I think, again, this is one where we have to be very, you know, self-aware mm-hmm. to decide, is this underactive or is this overactive? Because it is a fine line, right, in, in knowing that it is imbalanced or knowing that our relationships aren't amazing, but then it's to decide, is it because my chakra is underactive? Am I really holding back? Am I not giving the full of myself? Or am I totally obsessing? Am I, you know, dripping all over this person? Like, you know, where does that lie? And the same, Mm -hmm. you know, when you're looking at the functioning of even just think about menstruation, like, right, is it that maybe I'm that person who is skipping or missing periods? Or am I that person who's having a period every 26 days and it's super heavy, Mm -hmm. right? It's that, is it slightly underactive or slightly overactive? You could throw in anything with the bladder. Like, are you going to the bathroom 42 times in a day? Or are you a camel and only go twice in a day? (laughs) Like, right. So I mean, it really is working to determine, like, am I underactive or am I overactive so that we also know then how to treat it? Do we add to it? Or do we try and, you know, calm it down? Mm hmm. Well, some of the things that we can do to help work on this chakra is work with the color orange. Use 
carnelian. I know you stick rocks in your bra and in your um, <laughs> in your pockets. You know, color uh, orange stones are not only beautiful, but they do they are very healing. And you can wear the color orange like you're wearing today. You can eat foods that nourish the sacral chakra. But again, remember what Tanya said about the root chakra. Don't go crazy eating oranges if you're you know spinning pretty fast on this one. But orange foods are good for that chakra, but also nuts and seeds, sweet potatoes, carrots, melons, mangoes, pumpkin, the different squashes, citrus fruits, fermented food, uh, I guess even like kombucha, any kind of fer fermented type thing. Ooh, I wonder if we could put wine in there. It's fermented. <laughs> you're funny. If you're a person uh, like me, though, kombucha and I do not get along, which mm -hmm. is actually proof where most of the time I would say that my chakras one, two, and three are imbalanced, which I have known for a long time, but it's actually that I am underactive in my root and overactive in my second and third chakra. Mm -hmm. So again, it's that being self-aware to know so that you're like, oh, okay, well, I need to increase my one, but decrease my two and three, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yep. And being aware of that, I never really honestly thought about the food part. So that that is something I will start thinking about when I'm feeding a chakra or depriving a chakra. Another thing that you can do are some hip opening stretches and, you know, yin stretches or hip opening yoga poses, especially if a chakra feels imbalanced and low and has stagnant energy trapped, then definitely some hip opening poses. I mean, you know, things like bound angle, pigeons, probably one of my favorites, sun god. Um, I love wide legged forward folds mm -hmm. for hip openings. I would totally um, say soup to kanasana or, you know, like butterfly pose in mm -hmm. yin, but also goddess, mm -hmm. you know, a good healthy goddess squat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Those are all good stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, a chakra balancing meditation, you know, focusing on the color orange even, just like you did with the color red. Okay. I have a note in here. Tanya, can you tell us about the 11 minutes? Oh, snap. 11 minutes, just like three, is a sacred number in, we'll say, kundalini or in deep yogic philosophy. So a lot of times you see things in threes, you see things in 11s. It's a sacred number. It's also a lovely angel number, which we're going to talk about mm -hmm. later. Yeah. Angel numbers. Mm -hmm. But then you also sometimes see things like 11. 11, 11, and 11, three sets of 11. Mm -hmm. There's a lots of ways to combine. So you'll see in Kundalini a lot, 3, 11, 22, 90. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, another thing we can do is get comfortable with stillness. This is very, very hard for being, you know, because of all the emotions and the intimacy in, around the sacral chakra, being comfortable with silence and stillness and mindfulness allows us to connect with those emotions that a lot of times are running rampant or stuck and it helps us to become healthier. And so this is a way that you don't even have to practice meditation, literally practice sitting just for a few minutes every morning and just being still and noticing sounds and smells and sensations around you. And then try to add another minute to just sit each week. Yeah. The big 
component for chakra number two on the positive side Mm -hmm. is it is our center of creativity. Mm -hmm. But on the negative side, it is also where our heavy emotions reside. So trauma and any sort of deep emotional connections with family, with past relationships, with future relationships. So this chakra can also get to be a very emotional place. Mm -hmm. Well, and another thing you can do, uh, which (laughs) I know is going to shock you, I'm going to say it again, um, journal. Because when you're dealing with these heavy emotions, like you just mentioned, it's best to get them out on paper. And a lot of people are afraid of doing that. But write it down, then go throw it in the fireplace or shred it or delete it off of your computer. But try to find a way to just journal and get those emotions out and ask yourself questions like, am I stimulating and fueling my creative passions? What are my creative passions? Am I happy with my sex life? Am I, what am I currently creating or giving back to the world? And what would I, how would my life look if my sacral chakra was in balance? How would my creativity look? Yeah, a hundred percent. Cause I even put on here, like when you're going to do this, like assessment of your trauma assessment of how your second chakra is working, like start with memories. Can you mm-hmm. work on where those memories are? This is where like that inner child work goes back to mm-hmm. Can you get in touch with them. Can you spend maybe a day on journaling? The assignment would be what are words that were said or words that were not said mm-hmm. that keep you stuck in this place, right? Right. Another one would be what's the visual like that when you think of that trauma you see that visual and how can you repaint that picture Mm -hmm. like how can you redraw it for your memories so that your memory doesn't go back to the scary the awful the grieving but instead goes back to fond loving Mm -hmm. kind like how can you replace the visual another is working on that self-language and those intentions Mm -hmm. this is where they're going to stem from and literally now you and I have come to this place of checking in with your emotions whether they're relative rational do they fit are they timely Mm -hmm. or are we overreacting to something that happened is done and gone and we can't do anything about it anyways yeah so why dwell on it why well yeah right (laughs) truly yeah Check in with your intention. Check in with your gratitude, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we could talk about this forever, and you can see we're already long into this, and we've literally gotten through two chakras. Yeah. Yeah. It may be a three part series. It could be. <laughs> it really it could, could be. be. Yeah. Yeah. Because solar plexus and the heart chakra, oh, we are yakking a lot about those. Girlfriend. I know. Yeah, I know. We have only gotten through chakras one and two. So be sure to check back for the next episode where we will talk about chakras three through seven or three through how many ever. Because <laughs> <laughs> we talk so darn much. I know we talk a whole lot. Perfect. I'm Kat Khan. And I'm Tanya Rice. And this is Two Pittas on a Pod signing off. Thank you for listening to Two Pittas on a Pod. We're grateful you joined us. Join us again for more musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learned, laughed, and enjoyed this podcast. And we hope you will share your comments or questions. Email us at twopittasonapod at gmail.com. And like us on Facebook and Instagram at twopittasonapod.